You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I am good as well. Good. Heading into uh, the second week of the playoffs, at least in a lot of my leagues, and surviving in some, took some losses in others, uh, but ready to move on and ready to talk more Dynasty fantasy football here. Yeah, without doubt. Matt, we talked a lot yesterday about Jalen Hurts, or at least a little. We're going to talk a lot about him today. He just seems to be one of one of the biggest topics of the week, and maybe it's because I, I mostly play in super flex leagues. Those are certainly growing in popularity every year. If you're not in a super flex league, I, I strongly encourage you to find one this offseason because it, it really does change the way you play, the way you think about player value, uh, and, and most especially at the quarterback position. So let's talk Jalen Hurts a little bit more. Matt, I know yesterday you didn't have great things to say. You were encouraged, impressed, but not certainly not sold on Jalen Hurts' performance based on his starting debut. Yeah, and... Some of that comes with the preconceived notion of what I thought of him coming out of school, where I really thought that his accuracy was a problem and, you know, really held the ball a long time at Oklahoma. And that's a very, very favorable system to be in, you know, in the college level, wide open, throwing to CeeDee Lamb and whatnot. I mean, obviously you're going to have more talent than those around you. But you can't ignore that... You know, Taysom Hill's putting up fantasy points, and I don't think he's a good passer either. So, I mean, the legs and that cheat code certainly exists, and he passed that first test, and it looks like that they're very willing to use that, if not lean on it. Yeah, that's that's kind of, you mentioned Taysom Taysom Hill, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask about, because we've heard concerns over the past two or three seasons about Josh Allen not being... Uh, an accurate passer about Lamar Jackson not yeah. having uh, not having the arm for the NFL and, and in fact even even early in his career there were still some suggesting Lamar Jackson should be should play another position other than quarterback so you've got these two who have had success um, not only fantasy success putting up big time points for fantasy managers for dynasty players but they've also had success on the field. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the MVP. Josh Allen is is at least in consideration this year for the MVP. Uh, do does the success of those two players specifically does that help Jalen Hurts' case? 
Probably. I think both those guys at the college level were better passers. Yeah. Allen certainly has more arm talent than any of them, but he was very erratic as well. But if an NFL team's going to stick with you and run you, you have fantasy value. I mean, that can't be ignored. I think there's a legit chance that Wentz gets traded. And, you know, actually on Peacock and Williamson today, we talked about that quite a bit. I could see New England or Indianapolis going after Wentz hard. They both have a lot of cap space. I mean, it's, and then all of a sudden, Philly, who doesn't have any cap space, has a starting quarterback that runs a lot. And even if he only completes 55% of his passes, that's really good for fantasy. I mean, there's a new norm at the quarterback position. I'm just not a believer. And I wonder with him more so than those other guys, can he hold down an NFL starting job? Yeah, that's fair. I, I do think when it comes to Carson Wentz, I do think there's going to be a market. Uh, I understand the, the big cap number and the big contract, and obviously that would hurt uh, any potential yeah. return that the Eagles might get. But we've heard comments out there over the past week or two that he's untradeable or uncuttable because of that contract. And maybe I just don't have much regard for for the salary cap in the NFL. But (laughs) I mean, I've seen teams work their way around that plenty of times. I know obviously you have Matt, if a team really wants or or feels like they need Carson Wentz and you threw out a couple, uh, a couple who I think would be a good fit. They're going to find a way to make that happen. Yeah. I tend to think so too. And I'm with you. I mean, the, the cap can be maneuvered. Uh, Philly's really in a bad cap situation. And I just want to reiterate everything you said. I don't know that the Eagles will get a ton back in him in, for, in return. But again, if you're the Colts or the Patriots and you have a lot of cap space and Carson Wentz only costs you some cap space and a fourth-round pick, that's pretty appealing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, a fourth or a fifth-round pick. Yeah. You take, you take the full contract and – uh, yeah, and now, and now you've got a starter. So it's it's going to be, based on everything we've seen so far, it's going to be a nice quarterback class, but I don't know what's going to be left in the fourth or fifth round. Certainly not anybody that you would plug into your starting lineup from week one. Here's my quick question to you. Let's say that happens. They trade Wentz for a fourth or fifth to one of those teams. Did they go get somebody? I mean, because they're not going to have any money either. I mean, I don't know that you could go in just with Hurts. But maybe you find a cheap option that's in his mold, or do they get Cam Newton? Or you know what I mean? Like, does that mean they're sold on Hurts? That might not be apples to apples. Well, there's going to be a lot of a lot of quarterbacks available. I was actually looking at the upcoming free agents earlier today. Mm-hmm. Of course, Dak Prescott is the uh, the prize on the market. We we assume. I think it's probably safe to assume right now he he ends up back in Dallas. But beyond him. Philip Rivers, Mitch Trubisky, Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. Each of those guys, or I should say none of those guys, are guaranteed a starting job right now. So it would not be a surprise if any of them uh, signed with a team like Philly, who has that potentially has that young starter uh, to, to serve as, as a backup. And, and especially if you look at a situation like the Eagles – Maybe Hertz is, maybe Hertz is the starter, or maybe he flops, and they have to uh, they have to turn to the veterans. So 
there's going to be some guys available. And, and honestly, I think most of those would be relatively cheap. Yeah. Uh, quarter quarterbacks are never cheap, but they're, uh, all things considered. Right. 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 I mean, Trubisky or Cam come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at some recent trades involving Jalen Hurts. We're, we're going to skip the rankings and the ADP. Honestly, those have just not caught up to what we've seen over the last week with Jalen Hurts and, and his dynasty value. Uh, I, I dug into the DLF trade finder. I was hoping to see a lot of trades involving Jalen Hurts, especially trades taking place since Sunday. And, and Matt, I think this kind of tells us something. He's not been traded in a single dynasty league that we track there on DLF. And, hmm. and that's over, that's over 5,000 dynasty leagues that we're looking <laughs> wow. at has not been traded. So there were a few that in, involved trades uh, prior to that big start. And uh, of course the, the, the cost is going to be different, but I was actually surprised it was so high heading into that game. There were, these are all super flex, uh, super flex trades. Actually, I'm sorry. Two of them are super flex trades. Jalen Hurts for Odell Beckham, even up in a Superflex league. That's startling to hear, but a a starting quarterback in Superflex is worth Beckham, let alone and, a young one. Yeah, yeah. And again, that came before uh, before what we saw in Week 14. So, but we knew he was a starter then, though, right? You know, right. Wentz had been yes. benched. Okay, yes. okay, that's yeah. important. Yeah, we hadn't hadn't seen him on the field, at least not in a full start yet. Uh, one from a one quarterback league, Jalen Hurts, and a third rounder for Cole Beasley. Mm, I, I wouldn't do it now, but it makes sense if you need that receiver. Beasley's been been pretty hot. That that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Beasley doesn't move the needle for me enough to get too excited about that move. Right. And one more from a super flex league, Jalen Hurts, a fourth and a fifth rounder, couple throw in picks for Zach Ertz. I kind of understand that because. A lot of these tight ends are very crafty, and they they have very long careers. When you think they're done, they last five more years. Ertz kind of fits that bill. Maybe he gets to a team that was really short on on tight ends. Goddard becomes a guy in Philadelphia. I sort of understand that, but I think I still want the Hertz side. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. Certainly, certainly now. And let's move on and and finish up the. Jalen Hurts discussion with our Twitter polls. Uh, we've got a total of 10 quarterbacks pitted against each other. Jalen Hurts versus each uh, each of the others one at a time in a series of Twitter polls. We take all that data and compile it into a sort of rankings. We've got Tom Brady rounding out this list. Only 8% uh, in a dynasty league. Certainly understandable. Matt Ryan uh, very low on the list, 23%. He has struggled lately. Have to start wondering if he's he's near the end of his career. And, of course, a lot of that also has to do with Julio Jones missing a lot of time this year. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, the, the Wentz versus Hurts poll, uh, went uh, big time in Jalen Hurts' favor. Carson Wentz, 24%. Daniel Jones, 25%. And Kirk Cousins, 37%. So those are the five quarterbacks Jalen Hurts uh, was chosen ahead of. Any surprise with that group, Matt? No, but I think Hurts, Jones, and Wentz are on the same tier for me. They are for me as well. I would I would definitely still take Daniel Jones over Hurts. And 
I, Jones looked like he came back a week too early last week. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Uh, and I'm still, I'm still into buying low on Carson Wentz. I, I just too. don't think, I don't think he's done, uh, and I'm not even convinced he's done in Philly. Honestly, uh, the quarterbacks who were picked ahead of Jalen Hurts uh, in these series of Twitter polls: Jared Goff, fifty-six percent; uh, Baker Mayfield. There's, there's Baker love after the past couple of games. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, sixty-three percent; Ryan Tannehill, seventy percent. And as as expected, Tua Tungavaloa easily winning uh, and ranking at the top of this group, eighty one percent. What about that group? Any surprises? Any anything you disagree with? I guess not. But I think Mayfield's stock might be a little higher than I wouldn't be buying at his price probably right now. Right. I I could see if I'm ranking this group, I would probably flip. Uh, Baker and Daniel Jones. I, w- I would have Jones ahead yeah, of Hertz. Yeah. I don't know if Hertz and, and Mayfield would be close for me, but th- that that would really be the only nitpick I have with this group. Uh, I definitely would still have two at the top, and, and I'm glad mm-hmm. not only was he at the top of the group, but a pretty pretty commanding lead over everyone else. You must agree with me that you think there's an extremely strong chance that Daniel Jones is a giant starter next year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. They're not going you know, this is a team and, and a, a fan base that at one point thought they might have a, a top two or three pick. And uh, no way. We'll, we'll see how the how the NFC East race goes. They might not have a top 10 pick. Uh, they certainly have, have heated up lately. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be in the running for one of those top quarterbacks. And it, it's still a team with a lot of needs. So I, I just don't right, think it right. makes sense to move on from him yet. Yeah, I agree with you. Matt, when we come back, we are going to get into some more Dynasty ADP talk. First, I want to tell you more about Built Bar. It's even more deliciouser now than ever. They have 18 amazing flavors. Some of them are nuts. Some of them are non-nut. There's six new flavors coming out. Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cherry cherry Bricotta, Cookies and Cream, Caramel Brownie, uh, to go along with the 12 original ones. Uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I've often mentioned that my wife is very particular with her chocolate. She loves this one. Very soft, easy to chew, extremely healthy, great for the health-conscious guy. Built Bars will help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, tell you about some of the different flavor profiles. Here, here's peanut butter. Peanut butter is 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Here is cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So, Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. Um, So, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, all one word. You get 20% off. 20% off is a good deal. Off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. We are back. And just a reminder uh, make sure you're listening into the Locked On Dynasty podcast tomorrow as uh, we take a look at the week 15 games and, and get you ready for that action. 
Matt, yesterday on the show, we talked about the first round of that brand new Dynasty ADP. We've got that over at DLF, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. We talked round one with some players who we thought maybe didn't belong, maybe were being overvalued, some of those running backs at the end of the first round. We're going to get into round two and three today. Uh, If you remember, I talked about Miles Sanders. He was the one point. 12, the last player chosen in the first round, had the exact same ADP as Derrick Henry uh, at the top of two point at the top of the second round, 2.01. Uh, so those those two uh, basically tied there at the corner. Uh, let's look at these players in in groups of six, Matt. And okay. I, I really want to know who you think doesn't belong. Maybe they're too high. Maybe they're too low. Top of the second round, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 2.02, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, and Justin Jefferson. That is the first half of round two. Who doesn't fit in with that group? Lamb and Jefferson absolutely belong. Hopkins I'm cool with. I think I'd put Chubb ahead of Henry and Edwards-Hilaire. I mentioned yesterday that I was shocked that the public wasn't higher on Edwards-Hilaire still. But I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm paying that price for him. No, I'm not either. Edwards Alaire stands out as as the player who doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have him much lower. I'm looking at some of these names. We'll get to them soon, but I'm not sure he's a second rounder for me, let alone the 2.02 pick right now. Good point. Uh, and, and I would say... I would say Jefferson doesn't belong only because I want him in the first round. Okay, yeah, right. We, we talked about those running backs in, at the end of the first round yesterday that we weren't necessarily confident with as first-round picks, Josh Jacobs, Zeke Elliott, uh, Miles Sanders, and, and we tried to decide who might go into those spots. For me, it's Jefferson, uh, maybe, maybe Nick Chubb as well. Uh, so yeah, that that's uh, that's one guy we want to move up, one we want to move down. Clyde Edwards Hilaire down, Justin Jefferson up. Obviously, those two are trending in different directions. Back half of the second round starts with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Thomas, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones is the two point ten, and then a couple of Washington players, uh, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Matt, let's start with with those two at the end of the round. Uh, We've seen Terry McLaurin uh, for a year and a half now basically be considered the most valuable uh, member of of the Washington football team based on a dynasty standpoint. And now we see Antonio Gibson sneaking ahead of him. What do you think about those two? I get it. I love McLaurin, so this is not the knock on him at all, although his quarterback situation going forward worries me without question. I don't know if they have their guy on the roster or have the ability to get a major upgrade. We'll see. You mentioned the quarterback carousel before. I think Washington will be involved in that probably with a veteran. But boy, Gibson, who I own zero stock of, unfortunately, there's so much explosion and ability there. If he hits, which he kind of is trending towards, Although this injury is a nice time to, you know, bring the stock back a little. He could hit huge. Yeah, I like both of those guys in this range. If I'm picking one player who doesn't belong, and we kind of talked about this yesterday as well, it's Jonathan Taylor, middle of the second round. We do these we do these drafts again right now, and he's a mid-first rounder. 
sure. uh, in my opinion. So he will be moving up. Uh, everybody else, I think, fits in this range. I think they're being appropriately valued. Do you see a difference between Hopkins and Thomas? I really don't. No, I don't either. We see Hopkins at 2.04, uh, Michael Thomas at 2.08. And when you actually look at their at their ADP, um, not not much difference. Um, you know, it looks like mm-hmm. it looks like almost half around, but they're they're pretty tight in there together. So, no, I, I mean, I would I would prefer Hopkins, uh, but it's it's pretty close. It, it comes down to the quarterback uh, at this point for me. I also don't see a very big discrepancy between Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb both of whom I'd be a little higher on than these rankings. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chubb? I'm sorry, on Aaron Jones. We saw the news that he uh, signed with a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus, I believe. Does that worry you that he he might be moving on from the Packers? And how, does, how would that impact his dynasty value? Doesn't worry me. I think Jamal Williams is gone. Dylan's obviously looming. But they're so much in it to win it. I think they will franchise him. But that's only one year, you know. But in in running back years, that's enough for me to say. I I really think he'll be a Green Bay Packer next year in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I like that franchise tag option for him. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick look at the third round. We'll do the same exact thing. Top six players from round three. It starts with J.K. Dobbins, James Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, and Patrick Mahomes. So we've got three rookies in this uh, in the first half of the third round. And we've also got our first quarterback, Mahomes at 3.06. Does that feel too early for you or too late, Matt? It wouldn't be me, but I 100% respect him going there. Yeah, we saw, we saw both Mahomes and Lamar Jackson sneaking into the second round throughout the off season of our, of our monthly ADP. And I'm, I'm really surprised to see Mahomes this low. We do have a bunch of rookies, Dobbins, Robinson, Higgins included, um, climbing up and gaining value. So that's, that's a little bit of it that, that this rookie class is pushing down some of these players, but Mahomes in the mid third. I mean, if you look at the, the players coming off the board in the middle of the round, if you've got that mid round pick right now, you're looking at something like uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes to start your dynasty. That feels pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm sitting here thinking, what if I had the 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 two three turn and I took Mahomes and Kelsey? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's a little bit of a you know that's a little redrafty, mm-hmm. but you're gonna you're gonna compete from year one. Uh, and get a chance to win that title. and You compete every uh, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little rich for me on Higgins and Robinson, by the way. I'm with you on Robinson, a little higher than I would uh, I would consider him. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I would agree on Higgins as well. We'll talk about there's some wide receivers at the end of this round, and again, maybe we're nitpicking, but uh, Higgins could be a, a little bit lower. I mean, even a guy like, like Brandon Ayuk, who uh, yeah. is not in this third round. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm scanning here. He's I prefer he's, Ayuk to Higgins, and I he's like fifty fourth overall is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 
Uh, wow. And this is only the top 36, so he's well out of that. He's in the fifth round. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah good point on Higgins. Maybe a little high, but uh, I, I get it. He's produced. I mean, you take him over Judy, I assume, at this point. Yeah, yeah. And Judy is uh, – we're not going to get to Judy here either. Mm-hmm. He's in that fourth round. We won't get into the fourth round, but uh, it's almost exclusive, exclusively wide receivers, Judy – uh, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper. There's there's a lot okay. of them. Okay, that makes sense. We talked about that wide receiver depth yesterday as well. Let's finish up with the back half of the third round. Chris Godwin, 3.07. George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Stefan Diggs, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DJ Moore. So, Matt, this group of six players includes... Uh, and includes a handful of players who have really lost some significant value over the past year or 18 months. We've seen Godwin, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore, and Joe Mixon all being valued as first-round picks at one point or another over the past year or so, and now they're late third-rounders. At that point, which one would you be targeting? What stands out to me here, which is kind of avoiding your question a little bit, is <laughs> Diggs, who has more catches than anyone in the league right now, is sitting at 100 catches. I'll gladly take over Juju or DJ Moore right now. Like, I don't think they're close. Okay, that's fair. I, the, both of those guys uh, still have, have that allure of being, uh, being young players, mm-hmm. producing early in their career. Uh, but... I think 2020 is, has brought us some questions about those two as well, which, uh, which has resulted in them, in them being uh, down here as late third-rounders instead of late first-rounders where they once were. What about Chris Godwin? I know you were a big Godwin fan, and I think you still are, but he's, he's really fallen off in value as well. Do you, have, do you have long-term concerns about him? Do you think last year was kind of a fluke? No, because I love the player. But boy, it's crowded there for touchdowns and receptions, and including Gronk. Brady is not what he used to be, and there's no succession plan in place. I don't like his situation all that much, but I really like the player. So that's what you get in the middle of the third round, you know, in someone who's entering yeah. his prime years. Yeah, that's fair. Mixon's a little low for me. I, I thought you would bring Mixon up. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't like that. Um, you look at uh, again. James Robinson is is near the top of the sec, uh, top of this round, three point oh two, and then Mixon at three point oh nine. To to me, at worst, they should be back to back, and and I I would still prefer Mixon. Yeah, I'll take the guy that maybe is the most talented back in the league over the undrafted free agent. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so that is the top three rounds of the December DLF Dynasty ADP. And, of course, you can check out DynastyLeagueFootball.com for the full data set. Uh, It goes over 20 rounds deep with monthly ADP every single month, 12 months a year. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up with a listener question. Just a reminder that tomorrow is Crossover Thursday all across the Locked On NFL Network or podcast. Crossover Thursday is a great way to get a quick breakdown of every game for your fantasy team or your parlay. 
Crossover Thursday is only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, we've got a great question here from Dan. It's at FF underscore Dan Roman. And Dan says, at what point in a rookie draft do you target a quarterback in one quarterback leagues? Especially if you need a quarterback, if you're weak at quarterback. He said that he's seen some early mock drafts from different sites that have Trevor Lawrence as high as 1.03. And again, we're talking single quarterback leagues. Dan says that's too high for him in a one quarterback league, but he wants to know what we think. Uh, man, it, it feels like for a long time, kind of the, the the feeling on this show has been that we are waiting on quarterbacks. We're taking uh, – Maybe that late-round quarterback approach. We're taking the discount on on veteran producers. We're not chasing uh, those hype players early on, especially in the first round of rookie drafts. Is that still your feeling? Yeah, in in a big, big way. I mean, where did Jalen – to start the show, where did Jalen Hurts go in his rookie draft just, what, six months ago? Third round? Late third? Yeah, late third, sometimes even fourth round. Uh, again, talking about one quarterback leagues, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, Russell Wilson, I remember getting in the late fourth when he was a rookie. Like, I mean, obviously you're going to miss on more of those than you'll get, but, I, 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 you know, you probably have a guy on your roster already you can at least start. I mean, you probably have not if you have nothing on your roster and you're so loaded everywhere else, then trade for one on the cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't overdraft one. Yeah, well, we, we've even seen, and, and you don't necessarily have to go down to the Jalen Hurts example. We saw Justin Herbert in one quarterback leagues yeah, yeah. As, a, as a late second rounder or a third rounder. He, he was a third rounder in a lot of my single quarterback leagues. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get him anywhere. Of course, kicking myself for that one now. But I bet Daniel uh, Jones was the same. You know, we talked about him. Right, before. right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what, we, what we've also seen the past couple of years is we've seen two first-round rookie picks, in, uh, even in one quarterback league. Joe Burrow, uh, his ADP was uh, 112, right, right around that, uh, that first, second-round turn. But in a lot of leagues, he was a first-rounder. And the same thing can be said for Kyler Murray the previous year. And, and we also got immediate production from both of those players. Uh, along with the production that we've seen from Herbert this season. So I, I think the success of, of those three players specifically, when we see Trevor Lawrence and when, when we see Justin Fields and, and there's, uh, there's a couple of other quarterbacks that are looking like potential first-rounders as well in, in the NFL draft, I should say, I think Burrow and Kyler – are going to push those guys specifically Lawrence and Fields. I think, I think we'll see them sneak into the first round in a lot of leagues. Not, not for you though. Huh? Yeah. And I hear that. And I definitely, this isn't exactly how you said it, but I think more than ever, these guys see the field quickly. Like Lawrence is going to be the week one starter. You know, I assume Fields probably will too. I bet Lance gets in there at some point in his rookie year and Wilson as well, no matter where they land. And then they become, you know, usable assets on a week-to-week basis. But even as good or as promising as Burrow was, I don't think that I would trade 
Pittman or Rager for him, let alone Ayuk. You know, I'm just talking about guys you might have snagged in that end of the first round anyway. Yeah. Of course, yeah, not that, Jefferson, or, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, You're giving something up to take him. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly an opportunity cost there. And, and just like... Uh, just like this past class, or I guess I should say this current rookie class that we've talked so much about, the 2021 class looks looks deep and looks stacked as well. So if you're willing to spend, I, I certainly wouldn't use the 1.03 pick as as Dan sure, sure. Uh, mentioned that he had seen out there. Uh, but even if you're talking 1.8, 1.9, 1.10, if you're taking that quarterback you're giving up a, a big-time, probably wide receiver prospect mm-hmm. uh, because that's really the position that we see a lot of uh, – it looks like there's going to be a lot of depth uh, at in the 2021 class. So uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm totally off of quarterback in the first round, but it it would have to be uh, just just the, you know, the, the perfect circumstance. And uh, Kyler might be that guy. Yeah. Because of the running so crazy. Yeah, and and back to Dan's specific question, he said if you need a quarterback, are you taking one that high? I think if you need a quarterback, you can trade your first-round pick for almost anybody in the league. I mean, if you have a mid-first, could you trade that for Herbert? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. Right, right, right. Uh, So that would be, if if I've got a quarterback need, that would be my first thought is to... Uh, try to move it for the bird in the hand. Yeah, for for a more established option, and get a little something in, on top of it. Sure. Or sure. a third for Wentz, you know, and you know, pick up Rivers for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.